Hey, Evangel family, Pastor Chris here, and I just want to welcome you to Evangel Church Online. I'm so thankful that you're watching today, that you've been a part of our worship experience, and you're leaning in as we get into God's Word this morning. Today's a great opportunity for us to begin a brand new series of messages called Hope Rising. And maybe you're a part of our Evangel family, or you're tuning in for the very first time. I'm so thankful that we get the opportunity to walk this journey together, because in the midst of this pandemic and the pain and the uh, deep feelings of worry and anxiety that many are feeling, I know that as we look to the Lord, he could provide so much of what we need at this hour. So thank you and just welcome again as we jump in. You know, this series is rooted in this idea that I've come to understand and I'm sure you have as well, that there are many things that are needed right now, but there's a few things. And in fact, I believe there's one commodity that can't be found on the shelves of a grocery store. It can't be found um, in a bottle of hand sanitizer or or some disinfecting wipes that so many are reaching for. The greatest thing that is needed at this hour is hope. And I believe it's something that so many are struggling with. They're struggling with finding hope in the midst of this prolonged crisis. And as that's happening and unfolding, we thought it would be so appropriate to dive into God's word because God's word is rich in hope. God speaks to this reality of what hope looks like. And today, as we take a journey together and begin this six-week journey, understanding what biblical hope is all about, I believe God is going to do something in our hearts and in our lives. This has the potential to help us be more rooted and grounded in our faith than ever before. And as we walk this journey, I want to encourage you to open your heart to the Lord. Maybe you have been struggling with your faith. Maybe you haven't had faith. And this is a moment that something's being awakened in your life that you're really looking to the Lord and you have more questions and answers. Maybe you're one of our longtime members here at Evangel and this season is taking an emotional toll on you and you feel like there are feelings that are setting in of hopelessness or despair and you're wrestling with that because you know that we have a God who has given us a living hope. I believe this series and even today's message is going to help us to understand and to move forward through this season equipped with everything God would want to do in our lives. So would you just take a moment right now and we're going to begin uh, by entering into prayer and I just want to invite you right where you're at just to enter and close your eyes and just press into the Lord for these few moments. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we thank you that you are on your throne. We thank you today, Lord, that we have a living hope because of you. This idea, this word hope, Lord, it's for many so ambiguous and can mean so many things from wishful thinking to the reality, Lord, of being rooted in your truth and in your promises. And I pray that as we walk this journey, you're going to help us, Lord. Help us to live as people filled with the hope that only can come from you. And Lord, may it shape our lives. May it change our lives. May it help us, Lord, to walk forward in this season. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, church family. Well, as we jump in, I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13, we find a verse of scripture that I think will help us as we just approach this concept of what hope is really about. See, in Proverbs chapter 13, it really introduces us to a big problem, an issue that I think all of us are very acquainted with at this hour. Look what it says here. And we're just going to read the first half of Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Let me say that again. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. This term deferred that we see here, it means to be put off or to be dragged out for a long drawn out time. 
Hope deferred can look like many things. It can look like a prayer that has not been answered in a very long period of time. An agonizing job search filled with interviews and rejections. A long-term battle with sickness or cancer that just seems to have no end in sight. Where hope can drain away. It can be the heartbreaking uh, striving to become pregnant and, and walk a path of infertility. It could be a global pandemic in crisis where we are not seeing the end or have an idea of what the timeline might look like for when we can get back to a sense of normal again in life. When it comes to furloughed, jobs, layoffs, economic instability and challenges, financial crisis and woes and heartache, all of these things can give us this sense of hope being deferred. And I feel like today, where we are in this season, you know, a little over six weeks into this crisis, this word comes very alive to us in our hearts and lives. We know what it means when we say hope deferred. For many, there are things that we're hoping in. There are things that we are longing to see happen. And as those are still uh, unmet and, and, and not, we're not seeing the end in sight of what it will look like, we can start to feel a lot of things. The Bible says that hope deferred in this way, it makes the heart sick. Whenever the, the Bible talks about the heart, it's not just talking about the physical body, the physical organ. It's talking about so much more. It's talking about the seat of your emotion, the seat of who you are, the seat of your identity. It's your mental and your emotional core. So in the same way that there are symptoms of heart disease, there's a heart sickness that can set in whenever our hope has been deferred for too long. Maybe you're feeling that. You're feeling some of that mental or emotional distress or even anguish as we walk through this season. It's important for us to understand that. It's important for us to uh, look to it and then look to God's word. Isn't it amazing that God's word speaks to every situation that we're walking through, even what we're walking through at this hour? It's unprecedented. We keep hearing that in the news but it's not foreign to God. The Lord not only knows the condition of what you might be feeling and experiencing today, he also has a plan and an answer that could help us at our time of need. So let's continue to look to God's word. And when it talks about this hope deferred makes the heart sick, it, it almost like the heart is crushed or in pain. And there's a few things I want to talk to today. You know, there are billions and billions of dollars being spent for this virus, the coronavirus, COVID-19, for them to understand this sickness, for them to uh, be able to find a solution uh, to it, for them to be able to find some way for people to gain immunity from it. So there is countless, countless hours in research and in time being invested but I, what I want to talk to you about today is a different kind of sickness. It's heart sickness. It's what God's word says happens when hope is deferred. And I believe that that's something we need to be very aware of. And we need to look to the Lord to understand. It says that there is a heart sickness that can really take root during a season of prolonged waiting. Where our hope is feeling more and more deferred along the way. And so I want to talk about that sickness. I want to talk about a heart that is sick and how we can understand and find hope even in this season. A few things that I want us to know. Number one is that uh, this kind of sickness, every heart sickness, every sickness has symptoms. You know, there are symptoms that are a byproduct of this condition that God's word talks about in the same way that in many of the times that we're looking and watching with COVID-19, there are many symptoms that they tell you to look for. I want to 
uh, bring you on a journey today where as we look to God's word and we're looking to find help at our time of need that you can even be able to understand are there some symptoms of this heart sickness that the Bible talks about showing up in your life. I believe these are a few of them. One is depression that this feeling of depression can start to set in, this uh, feeling of loneliness and isolation, one of bitterness. I'm telling you that through this kind of season, as growing frustration mounts and as there seems to be um, a sense of restriction, it can lead to bitterness. I've said it before and I'll say it again, that this season can make us bitter or it can make us better. If we cling to God and we hold to him through it, we can be better, not just bitter. And so that's what we need to look to today is we need to lean on the Lord. There could be fits of rage. You could find that there are emotional outbursts happening, maybe arguments or things that are happening that, uh, that, that, are, that are causing you to wonder, where is this coming from? It's as if the flesh is heightened in this moment. In fact, what's so sad is that through this season, domestic violence phone calls, I heard one statistic said they were up upwards of 800% uh, at the first few weeks of this pandemic unfolding, as people are frustrated, as hearts are becoming sick because hope is being deferred. There are a lot of unhealthy symptoms that come out that are rooted in this. Ultimately, it's rooted in this great symptom of hopelessness. And so these are some of the symptoms of this. And maybe you're seeing some of this. The Bible talks about the works of the flesh and how that can be some of these very things that we're talking about. Fits of rage, anger, speech that you're not happy with. I want you to know that, that these are often symptoms of a deeper issue that's going on. And it's not just a physical issue. It's ultimately a spiritual issue. And I believe today that not only are there some things that, that can help us physically as we're looking to the Lord, there's some things spiritually the Lord can help us to understand what's going on and then to address it in a way that God would lead us towards during this time. So maybe you're understanding this idea. Okay, pastor, the my heart's sick. There's, 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 there's a toll that it's taking inside of me right now. And that sickness has symptoms. So are some of those symptoms showing up in your life? Are they showing up in your family? Are they showing up in your marriage? Are they showing up in your time that you're alone and no one else is around? If that's the case, then let's bring all of that to the Lord. Because the Lord is the one who can do abundantly more than we could ever ever imagine. So we were talking about the symptoms. The second thing that I would say though is that every sickness has a source. And while we're understanding and there's still debate and, and they're trying to find out what the ultimate source was of the pandemic that we're now seeing, they've been able to isolate an area of the world and all of these things. When we see a source, it's important to understand that because that helps us in addressing it in the best way that we can. I want you to know that in the same way, when God talks about a heart that is sick in this way, that it has a source as well. Every sickness has a source. And so a sick heart is connected to a source. And I want you to understand this today that every sick heart that's talked about from God's word in this way is connected to a source of hope. Because what is ultimately being deferred is our hope. That's what's the source of what we're feeling inside. And so as we draw that out a little bit further, we'd have to think about that for just a moment, that, that what I'm feeling inside, the, the loss, the grief, the pain, the, the feelings of frustration, it's connected to what my hope is in. And for many of us, our hope are in many different places. And I believe that in, in many ways can reveal the source 
of our hope by what we're feeling on the inside. You know, I think about a well-known kids game that, uh, that, that we played when we were growing up called Jenga. And I know I've talked about this before because I think it's such an important understanding because it gets to the idea of what's at the foundation of our lives, what's really going on there. And the more we see compromised at the foundation, the more unstable everything else becomes. The same is true in your life. Our lives are built of so many different pieces, so many different relationships, so many different priorities, so many different things. But the lower we go, when anything that's at the foundation is ultimately being upheaved or compromised or taken away, the more and more vulnerable we feel, the more and more hopeless we can become, the more and more we could start to see a big crash, something taking place. Jesus said that whoever takes his words to heart and, and, and all ultimately applies them to their life, they're like the person that has built their house or their life on the right foundation. And so when we talk about the idea of hope, I want you to know that hope is very foundational to your life. Biblical hope is something that is meant to be a foundation in our lives that holds us and keeps us through whatever it is that we might be walking through. I want you to know, though, that ultimately hope rests on something. Hope is built on something. There is a deep relationship in God's word that we're going to explore through this series. It is a relationship between faith and hope. And now hope is ultimately built, biblical hope is built on a foundation of faith. Faith is this word for trust. It is this deep abiding trust. Where is your deepest faith lying today? If your faith is in your finances, if your faith is in your health, if your faith is in rooted in your relationships, if that's your deepest place and point of trust in your life, when those things begin to fail you, everything in your life is built on that foundation. Jesus said, whoever takes my words to heart, they're building on the right foundation. Whoever puts me at the center. The Bible describes Jesus as the cornerstone of our lives. He's meant to be the cornerstone of our faith. So when our faith rests in the right place, then our hope is built on a right foundation. You know, I love that song that we sing so often. And it's built off of an older hymn that my hope is built on nothing less than what Jesus' blood and his righteousness, that when our hope is built on the right foundation, then although storms and challenges can push us back and forth, we don't have to fall apart and become completely undone because we know that our hope will carry us through. Our hope is built on our faith. So I want you to know biblical hope is built on a foundation of faith. What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation that comes from our faith. So where our faith lies, where our faith rests, is what our hope is built upon. If your hope, again, ultimately is rooted and grounded and built upon your financial future, your job, your career aspirations, your family, your relationships, your, your spouse, something else, if that's the deepest expression and place of 
hope in your life, then as any of those things become challenged, you can feel completely undone. And as you're looking for a resolution to that, as there becomes any doubt in your mind that things would return to normal, or if there's been some drastic change, then you can feel completely undone. In fact, as we go through this crisis, as we walk through it, for some, we have had a big portion of our lives, one of the deepest cornerstones, one of the deepest places at the foundation of our lives, our faith has rested, maybe in our health, and as now we're vulnerable, we're wearing masks and gloves, and, and, and maybe we're in a compromised place where we could easily um, become sick or, or experience something of that magnitude. Now as that is removed, we feel so vulnerable. And the longer we have to live like this, the longer we have to live with an exposed foundation at risk that at one moment, anything, anything could cause us to become undone. It's, it's a scary place to be in. You know, many would say, well, pastor, I don't have faith. I'm not a person of faith. We're all people of faith. You don't have to have a relationship with God. Maybe you haven't placed your faith in Jesus yet but we all have faith. It takes faith to get up and to get in a car and drive somewhere. It takes faith to go grocery shopping in a day like today because faith is this deep idea of trust. The, the idea isn't that we don't have faith. It's that maybe we have faith in different things. What you have faith in, you want to make sure that your life can rest upon it, that it is faithful, that whenever the storms come, it can hold you through every challenge and difficulty. And whenever you make a decision in your life, we're all making that decision. We have to figure out what will be at that foundational point in our lives because it's there that our hope can be built on. It's there that our hope grows from. It's rooted and grounded in whatever it is that you have placed your faith in. That's what ultimately is connected to the longings of your life, the longings of your heart. It's this deep sense of expectation, of trust. So I want you to know that every, every sickness has a source, just in the same way it has symptoms, but it also, thank God, has a solution. Every sickness. I'm thankful that when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus and he knew that Lazarus had become sick, that, every, that the one he loved was going through a challenge and it was getting to the point of death, he feared. He said, this sickness will not end in death. And I want you to know today, as much as you're feeling a heart sickness, as much as you might be wrestling with feelings of loss or overwhelm or challenge in this season, I believe that the Lord would want you to know at this hour, this sickness, this heart sickness, this grief that you're feeling, this sense of loss, this sense that is anything going to ever feel normal again, it won't end in death. You don't have to despair today because God can become our hope. So what is that solution? I believe the first thing that we can do, the greatest thing you can do is you can hope in the Lord. When we place our hope in our finances, when we place our hope, our greatest hope in our relationships or what someone else can do for us in this life, we can miss it so easily. Whenever we place our hope in God, the Lord promises he will not leave us, forsake us, or fail us. Hope in the Lord. It says this in Psalm 62, verse 5. It says, yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. 
God is meant to be the source of our hope. In Psalm 39, verse seven, it says, and so Lord, where do I put my hope? Where can I rest my hope? I will hope in you. My hope, my only hope is in you. You know, maybe for many of us, there have been a lot of different things in our lives that we have been placing our hope in. And some of those things have been stripped away. And some of those things have become undone in our lives. And may, now we're feeling as vulnerable as, we, as maybe we have ever been. But as we feel that way, I want you to know, for many, we don't realize that God is all we need until God is all we have. Sometimes we don't realize that God is all we need until God is all we have. Whenever the psalmist says, you are my only hope, my only hope is in you. I want you to know that that's the way that I've had to choose to operate in my life in this season. That many things that we used to think were very stable have become unstable. For some people, they've lost things in their lives that they thought were sure and true. And in this season, they're, they're wrestling with all of the feelings of overwhelm and anxiety that is associated with it. But the greatest thing we could do is hope in God in a season like this. You know, God's word is full of this idea that when someone's suffering and dealing with loss, that if they bring their hearts and their lives to the Lord in the same way that the sick and those that were struggling for years and years with challenges, even in their physical bodies, when they came into the presence of Jesus, they found healing. The same is true in this word. When we bring our hearts that are feeling the way they're feeling from this hope being deferred to the Lord, he has the power to heal it today. He has the power to restore. He has the power to do so much in our hearts and lives. He is the God who could take all of the broken pieces and he can rebuild us again in a way that will keep us and hold us strong in the midst of every storm that we might be walking through. Here's what it says in Micah chapter 7 verse 7. It says, but as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Savior. My God will hear me. My God will hear me. So what does it mean to wait in hope? It means that even in the midst of this season, maybe we feel like we're prisoners in our own homes. We feel it's so challenging to not be able to go out and do the things that we used to be able to do in our lives. We can trust and hold to the Lord. We can know that we have a God who hears us and who holds us in every circumstance and challenge we walk through. Because as we do that, we begin to see that even in this season, God can fulfill the longings of our heart. You know, the Bible says that whenever we ultimately look to the Lord, whenever we long for the Lord, whenever we find our greatest satisfaction in him, then he can meet the greatest needs and desires of our heart. I want you to know today, the greatest need in your life isn't found in your bank account. It isn't found on the shelves of a store. It isn't found uh, even in our own health. Those things are all vitally important, but the greatest longings and need are heart needs or spiritual needs in our lives. And although we're going through this season, here's what I know. A lot has changed in this world, but nothing has changed about God. 
Everything might be changing around you, but we have a God who never changes, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that means what he had and who he was before this pandemic broke out is the same as who he is today. What God can do and was able to do then, he's still able to do today. And so we wait in hope for the Lord. And as we do that, the Lord can begin to minister to our hearts and lives in a beautiful way. I love Zechariah, this prophecy that speaks out. It says this, return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. This is an amazing promise because there were many people that were exiled during a season and time where they were so disconnected from God's ultimate plan and purpose in their lives. They had enjoyed God's favor. They had enjoyed being able to go out and to be able to enjoy freedom in their land. But there was a season in the Old Testament where people were carried away into captivity. And during that time, many of God's people that he used to speak as prophets began to announce that God would one day restore. Because in that moment, they were feeling hopeless. In that moment, they were feeling afraid and alone and dejected. Maybe many of the ways that you might be feeling today, and it's so important in a moment like this, when hope has been deferred, when our hearts feel so sick, whenever we feel that we don't like the very things that we're feeling and experiencing at this hour, that God has a word for you. And his word is this, return to your fortress. Return to the Lord. The Bible says the Lord is our refuge and our strength. The Lord, our God, he is a fortress for those who run to him. Return to your fortress, prisoners, of hope, those who are still hoping in the Lord. And what will the Lord do? He said, I will restore. I will pour back in. I will fulfill the longings of your heart. I will do abundantly, exceedingly more than you could ever think or imagine. It says this in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's the same word coming to the same group of people, people that are far off, that feel that they have been taken into some kind of captivity, that feel freedom stripped away from them, that feel a sense of loss and in a a worry that will things ever get back to normal? It's in that place that hope rises. Look what God's word says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and a future. I want you to know something today. I want you to, God knows the beginning from the end. He's the alpha and the omega. That he has a hope and a future for you if you will choose to hope in him, to trust him even in the midst of this storm. He will hold you through every part of it. He will keep you even in the midst of these challenges and even in this despair. Hope in the Lord. Because when that happens, something transforms in our lives. If we go back to the beginning here of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Whenever we come to the Lord with the longings, with 
the pain we're experiencing with all of these things. We bring it before him and we ask him, Lord Jesus, come and heal, come and restore, come and do what only you can do. He can do a foundational work in your life. He can cause his face and favor and presence to shine upon you. And I want you to know something today. This is a word for someone that maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've been in a place where you don't know anything about him. The Lord can do that work, but it's also for the person you've been with the Lord for a long time and you've been with him and you've experienced a lot of highs and lows, but right now you feel that you're at a low point and you don't know what to do. Your heart is sick. Come back to the Lord. Return to that place of simple faith, of childlike faith to say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Lord, it's revealing things in me that I need your healing presence to come and minister to at this hour. And the Lord promises to keep us if we'll allow ourselves to continue to hope in him. I want you to know everything's been changing around us. Things are different in the world than maybe we've ever experienced in our lives, but nothing has changed about our God. He is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the God of all hope. And he can do something in our hearts and lives that we could never imagine. So right where you're at, would you bow your heads, bow your hearts with me at this hour, and let's take a moment just to respond to what God's word is calling us to today. Maybe there's things that you're seeing. It says every sickness has symptoms. Maybe there's things in your heart, in your life you don't like right now. Jesus is the answer. He's the only one that can heal our broken hearts. He's the only one that can fill us with hope at an hour like this. The greatest thing you could do is make sure that at the end of your life and in this moment, your heart is right with the Lord. So maybe you've made choices. Maybe there's things that are coming out of your life that you're not proud of. Maybe there's sin, things that are separating you from God right now, and you could feel it weighing you down. I want you to know the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Today, you don't have to be afraid. Today, you don't have to be alone in that place. Today, you don't have to be hopeless. You can turn your heart and life to Jesus. So right where you are, if you're ready to place your faith, your hope, your trust in Jesus, Pray this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. Pray, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins that have separated me from you. Today, I place all my hope in you. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me a brand new life. And today, I put all my hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God for the decision that you've just made. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. And I want you to know that wherever you are, maybe you've been far from God your entire life and this is the first moment. Or maybe you've been far from God and you're just returning into relationship with him. We don't want you to walk alone. I'd love to give you a special gift today. There's a link uh, that's gonna be in the chat if you click that or if you text the word Jesus to 908-325-5163. We are gonna send you a copy of this book, Following Jesus. We want you today to learn what it means to be in relationship with him and we wanna help you in that journey. But if you're here today and you're watching this message and maybe this has really been speaking right to where you're at. I want you to know that as we hold on to hope, church family, as we hold on to the Lord, as we continue to come to him, even in this season, God can cause us if we trust and hope in him 
to be able to grow and to experience his goodness and be able to experience the fulfillment of his word that a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. May God meet us at this hour, the God of all hope. I want to pray this blessing over you. It's found in the book of Romans chapter 15. Would you stand to your feet? And I just want to pray this over you today as we end this message. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the God of hope, Lord. And we stand in your presence, Lord God, and we declare your word. And today, Lord, I pray that may the God of hope fill all those watching with all joy and peace as we trust in you so that we may overflow with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, grant that to every home, to every heart, to every life. May this word, Lord God, in your Holy Spirit begin to heal hearts that are sick because of this deferred hope as we hope in you. So Lord, we thank you today. We honor you. And Lord, we give you this word and we give you ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of our service. My prayer for you is that the Lord would allow you to continue to grow and allow hope to rise in your heart and in your life. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. Uh, would encourage you, if you need prayer for anything, jump into one of our prayer rooms at the end of this service. We'll be glad to walk with you in any way that we can. Be on behalf of Mandy and I and our church family and your leaders and pastors, we love you and we're with you. God bless.